0: This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the bondage case. I'm Sammy, and I'm Matt, and we are once again joined by the wonderful Benny. Hey, love. So, what is a memorable bondage moment from a session?
2: Okay, okay, okay. So, this is the big story. Okay, okay, okay. So, right, I'm, let me set the scene. So, it's 2019, a young Ben is suiting up and going off to bound I'm wearing a black suit, a blue shirt, and I think a yellow tie, but that can be neither confirmed nor denied at this point. (laughs) Actually, it can be those pictures. I think it was a blue tie, actually, blue shirt, blue tie. And so, I'm there fully suited and booted, not wearing underwear, because at that point, my I think my trousers were a little bit tight, so I couldn't really wear underwear with it. So anyway, I'm off to Manchester As I mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a night in Manchester at the Black Eagle. Third Friday of every month, £5 entry, uh, memberships only. Photos can be taken upon the fest. So anyway, so in comes a young Ben. And uh, there's somebody, somebody I recognise. I've known him for quite a few years. It was, uh, was a former a lover of uh, a friend of mine. And um, so we just sat there with a pint, and me suit, and he was in rubber, um, having a pint. We just got chatting. So he turns to me and says, uh, "Oh, do I get tied up?" So I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give me go." Like it comes to a, a bar stool and starts tying me to the bar, so legs, hands behind my back. Um, I know there was too much side, actually. Red rope, if I remember. And um, and just on there. So so at Manx Bound, it's not really a sex thing. It's not a sex club. So people don't really get the cocktail. Um, and so he starts rubbing my nipples, you know, um, because that, that's kind of the only thing you really can do. So he starts rubbing my nipples. Very sensual. It's very hot. It's very um, it's very nice. And then he starts using ice cubes. It starts getting a bit rougher. You know, some other people join in and then gets a bit softer again, and then gets a bit harder again, and then gets a bit softer again. And the entire time I'm hard in my trousers. Like, tenting, fully tenting. And it keeps going harder and softer, harder and softer. And I'm getting louder and louder with my moans. And then I feel it coming, and I shoot a lord in front of an entire room of people, dead silence, without touching my cock. Wow. And that was when I could discover that I have the ability to come hands-free using just my nipples. (laughs) Okay. Wow. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm yeah i think it's very hard to top
1: that moment yeah no
2: no uh so uh, uh, so he takes the blindfold off because it was blindfolded the entire time and everyone was looking at me and then i was receiving messages from people there so i'm going like, oh my god were you at Magstar? were you the guy that shot a load in front of everybody i was like oh yeah
1: he was travels quickly in this city, doesn't it so yeah <laughs> most people call me as ben but <laughs> hi i'm the guy that shot a load in front of me <laughs>
2: Oh my god! What well, did you know about that? Did I, did everybody know about that? I don't know.
1: I didn't know about that.
2: So oh, that's good. That's good because um, I put up a video of there uh, of me. Well, I have several videos of me being able to do it. I think got a view like one hundred and fifty thousand times. Ah, oh. So, Yeah, and I had people messaging me like, oh my god, is this, is this you? Is this you? Is this you? Is this you? Oh my god, I wish I could do that. Teach me how to do it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you can join the Benjamin um, the Benjamin Nipple Academy. <laughs> wow,
0: that's like that, that's like your American. Pie moment that just sort of like reminded me of the whole you know that version of like a webcast of something jason biggs like shooting a load in front
2: of everyone yeah that's that's pretty much that that would be a good way of putting it yeah So <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's one of my most memorable experiences and that was me as a as a sub as a dog i have uh I've, I've many like my first ever boyfriend i was 18 he was 38 because i like a daddy um wow uh he was the first man i ever tied up in a suit in a hotel in the middle of my hometown and mm, it was very hot. I can't actually remember the first time I was tied up. It must have been not long after that but it wasn't by him but it was by somebody and I cannot for the life of me remember my first ever bondage experience that was me being tied up. Oh. Must have been very
1: memorable then. no. Uh, but that's okay it's important that you remember the ones that are worth
2: remembering yeah oh yeah 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 like you know I had a few uh, I read a few I had a session like a not too long ago that I will remember very fondly what was it now like six weeks ago uh, about a month ago just had a very nice session with a very nice gentleman and um had a lot of fun. Very different bondage. And um, he, he was in a shirt and a tie and naked as well. And with e-stim and lots of other fun things. Lots of other fun things. But yeah, that was that was a very fun session.
1: <laughs> no loads in front of everyone, but still a nice time.
2: Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was probably a few, one or two loads in front of people.
1: <laughs> and not in front of a club full of people
2: <laughs> no not in front of a club full of people no uh yeah that was that was something I, that was still is one of my best best bondage memories ever that's awesome yeah it was
0: i'm like uh, oh yeah speaking of them of yeah shooting loads in front of other people yeah it's like because i know there's like one video of me coming it, yeah the one when i was chained to the bed and yeah there was like a camera we had the camera mounted to
2: the ceiling oh yeah oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, that was, like, the only time that has been captured for me. And yeah, and I remember I, like, shot, like, it like <laughs> it was almost, like,
2: 3D or
1: something.
2: <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's very hot. That's very, very, very hot. <laughs> uh,
1: so when are they going to be playing this at the cinema? <laughs> that climax is in yeah. 10 seconds. Put your glasses on now <laughs> to see you in 3D. Yeah, you can totally do
0: that. Maybe <laughs> it's it, it, it splash zone, like, when you go into a water park and...
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: lol <laughs> I, I mean no there's no video of this there's no such video don't ask me for it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't possibly provide this <laughs> it's been destroyed of course mm. um okay so what is an ultimate
0: bondage fantasy of yours
2: oh right so my ultimate bondage fantasy is having is having a guy who we can switch back and forth so we just been like so, example over lockdown, you would just spend hours and hours because there'd be nothing else better to do. Um, just tying each other up and trying to get each other back and revenge uh, in a multiple different ways, and eventually you just get more and more aggressive and uh, more complex because you know you 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 practicing and you're going through things, and then eventually you get to the point where you know it can potentially get quite dangerous, but in a fun and safe way, of course. Um, oh, that would be that would be heaven. So, like, oh 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 here's a hot fantasy i I once did um right okay so there's two guys and you both have on chastity cages and you give each other the key and so you the other person takes the key away and hides it somewhere but you don't know where it is so you have to um basically have to like you know torture it out of them that was so much fun oh my god that was so hot um because you can't use your your cock or you can't make them suck your cock or you can't like get it out but the goal is you got to get it free. you got to find out where that key is <laughs> and um, it can get very aggressive. I can get very <laughs> aggressive. So that's, that's another hot thing. but that's something you could do in the lockdown scenario. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That is the ultimate bondage fantasy. Mm. <laughs> I like games, I like testing limits. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had a guy who pretty much had no limits. Oh, and he, he, he like deep heat balls, kind of no limits. And, Oh wow. You know, being in the, yeah. Being like submerged water, kind of no limits. Limits. like of course it all had to be done safely yeah. but I don't I don't really have a problem with that as long as I know I'm doing it safe. I could, I will do m- most things, most things to people apart from like anything permanent or anything that would get me thrown in prison. Yeah, <laughs> but like my limits are the sub's limits, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so you know, like you know, that's that's a lot of fun,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's like with that scenario you were talking about, it kind of made me think of so. A guy I've been playing with a lot recently, um, who's also a suit fetishist, um, he started introducing me to the the pink panther movies because those are very suity there's like a lot of suits and trench coats and gloves and all that kind of shit in it and um and then one thing he pointed out like because the protagonist and his butler have like this thing where the butler always hides every time he comes home from work or something and so it's always a thing of him like trying to like a hide and seek of him trying to find him and it's always you know he never successfully finds him because he's so good at like hiding and just jumping out and scaring him and shit like that and mm. yeah it's like yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I feel like that could just so easily become like a bondage kind of dynamic with like a couple or something. Like-
2: <laughs> yeah, if you're like a bondage couple, there's so much you can explore with things, isn't there? Um, if you're both into it and you have this deep connection, you can explore so much and love can blossom within a bondage scenario because <laughs> I think bondage is very romantic and um, it's the whole trust thing and um, you know the visual parts of it and just having that control and that connection for me it's an it's incredibly romantic thing right?
1: yeah I think the key word there is if you're both into it because you need to both be 100% into it for some things to work
2: yeah 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 um, you never know though do you, you never know they, people's tastes change and they find different ways of viewing things and they think oh well maybe I can get into it this way so hmm.
1: yeah
2: I would say, I never, never really anything else
1: oh, absolutely not obviously there are some things that are like hard limits but no there's no
2: need to it's good to be flexible with other things like what what are the hard limits
1: anything that's going to leave a permanent mark permanent damage scat vomit
2: oh the- oh now you see vomit is often left out of the of the hard lists um so you never really know how to approach that one <laughs> people say like you know the blood the scat and the, the gbh but uh you know let's anything like that. <laughs> Anything that's going to mentally torture me? Mentally? Uh, oh. Well, I like mental torture. Mental torture's hot. There's a very
1: fine line, though.
2: No, like Chinese war torture. or um, Or being made to watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. That's mental torture. Yeah, it's not that bad. Or how I met your mother. Never watched it actually. Oh, oh no! Being me to sit through the fucking UK office—that is mental torture really? enough for me. Thank you. So, if anybody's listening and wants to torture me, make me watch the UK office because Ricky Gervais is insufferable.
1: Oh, I like Ricky. Oh,
2: I see. You wait until this part of the interview to announce this, then that's uh it's interesting, Sammy.
1: Well, it's not like it's in my bio.
2: Oh, it should be. You just need to warn people. I just go up to people on the streets and be like,
1: "Hi, hi, I'm savvy, and I like Ricky Gervais."
2: <laughs> I think that is a fair thing to request, and I think you should start doing that.
1: Well, I apologise that I don't think about Ricky that often to mention it.
2: <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I accept your apology, but I don't accept. I don't accept Ricky Gervais. But you don't accept <laughs> what? I don't accept Ricky Gervais. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Each to their own. <laughs> Each to their own in It's nice, it's awesome different, than usual. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, Benny, what was the first piece of gear you bought? First piece of gear I ever bought was when I was 20, 21. Um, first leather trousers. And they barely fit, uh, but they were fucking hot. Um proper proper leather. Like I'm talking second hand leather. Like they've clearly been worn before. I think probably for sex. Um and you still well, this is when I was still at uni. Um, so I had to buy them off eBay. Uh, I think they're like 26 quid and I still have them now. And I'm actually, let me just tell you, I'm, I'm able to fit in them again. Oh, actually better than I was when I was 20. So it's all coming up roses. I tell you, I have lost so much weight. Well done. Thank you. I've come down like a jean size, probably about two jean sizes at this point. But yeah, I'm very proud of myself. I think you've got to be at this light stage.
1: You are high maintenance, (laughs) but you think you've got to be? (laughs) very proud of my home ditto myself oh fuck it's contagious i'm so sorry everyone
2: you are look at Kath and Kim if you haven't seen Kath and Kim please do but yeah so I still have them uh, they're in the wardrobe and I can I can fit in them properly than I did when I was 20 so that was 8 years ago fuck wow. that was 8 years ago I'm skinnier than I was 8 years ago just it's all happening but yeah um, so that was my first piece of game and then my first rope I only bought a couple of months ago oh wow wow but yeah, other no, people tying you up in the main time. Yeah, time didn't you yeah yeah and I always used their rope if they had it but I didn't actually have any rope of my own but now I do. so it's all coming up roses this year has changed so much not just within myself as a person but also my sex life um i have been able to discover new things about myself and being able to use that to make new connections and friends all around the world um thanks to the confidence i have to be myself and that's my upper moment. Thank you. <laughs> an applause would be nice. Thank you. And an Oscar if you're handing them out. I will
1: send you a thumbs up or I'll send you a photo of an Oscar.
2: <laughs> thank you. With Kate Blanchett when she won hers.
1: No, I've got the perfect photo. No, I'm just thinking of, a, of an Anna Cole gif of freaking genius. There you go. It's setting on your
2: Instagram now. Wow. For the purposes of the tape, he's just sent me a picture of Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not amused and I don't think it's funny, but you carry you do you, hun. You do you. It's, it's some kind of an Oscar. <laughs> I never said it was gonna be like a type. Wow. I mean <laughs> i don't know what to say i'm I'm, a, I'm offended but slightly turned on so
0: but yeah i mean i don't know I, I i mean i feel like with quarantine and all the shit that came after that like yeah it's like i don't know it kind of in a way lent itself to a lot of like introspection and oh yeah like self-agree and it was well, that and yeah and then also just like okay like i'm tired of fucking being you know lonely like i just need to go out there and like meet people and shit and put myself out there and
2: do that kind of thing yeah because the worst has happened like right? Every- Everyone fears of ending up alone, but, you know, we've spent the last, well, depending on your situation, you've spent the last nearly two years like on your own and it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, it was fucking awful, but I suppose this is what, this is why you, you can't deny yourself the things that you want. If you want to get into leather, get into leather. If you want to get a suit, get a secondhand suit. Yeah. If you want to do bondage, if you, learn, learn, find people who will do it with you. Or if not, do it yourself. Safely, of course, always Yes, yeah. always safety first. Um, yes, always safety first, but you've just got to get off your ass and live your life because nobody's going to live it for you.
1: Yeah, you can't count on anyone else to be there for you. So,
2: uh, if you want things in life, you've got to go get them. They're not, it's not going to be ever handed to you. Life isn't like that unless you're extremely white. <laughs> Where's the lie, though? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where is the lie? So you didn't say we couldn't get political
1: on here Oh, I get <laughs> political all the time <laughs> I'm really sick of seeing Those fucking Instagram posts That are basically chain letters People post them on their stories And it's like Share this to your story If you're against Like one of them was Share this to your story If you're against rape Oh,
2: right, okay, okay, okay Right, so so so, so That is purely performative politics Oh, no There was one that was like um, Oh, share this If you think Black Lives Matter I can see who views this
1: Yes, yes But you're not You're just fucking Putting this out there just to get fucking likes and people reposts. It's yeah.
2: virtue signaling. Like, how many of those people who will share that will not go to a Black Lives Matter protest? Will not have uncomfortable conversations with their friends and family when they are being racist or have uh, racist bias? Why? Why would you share something like that? Especially when it says, "I can see who sees this." I'm sorry, but like,
1: it's it's the equivalent of those emails in like 2005 when they were like, when it'd be like, if you don't repost this, this person will come out of the closet, your closet, and murder you at midnight tonight. <laughs> like, it is the same fucking energy as that. Like, don't use causes to get fucking likes. Exactly. Fuck off with that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For the record, I am very much against rape, and without a doubt, Black Lives Matter. But I ain't reposting shit just because you're going to threaten me like that. Black Lives Matter.
2: Trans rights are human rights. Black Lives Matter. Get the Tories out.
1: Yeah, 100%. These are genuine causes that shouldn't be milked for that.
2: Ah, yes, exactly. This is it. But how many of these people who force who this shit will not go to a trans rights protest? It's it's disgusting. I remember the whole you no know, kink at Pride thing, and um, this is when me and and Big Grey Bear we were in our leathers, and this is my absolute favourite memory of him is, is us being in our leathers at this because we were protesting against the the corporation Manchester Pride because it was it's it's capitalist nonsense, and Pride should be about activism and um, protest. Yeah, but obviously it was just like a music festival. So me and the the, the wonderful Big Grey Bear, Ray, rest in peace, we were in our leathers marching saying. Kink belongs at Pride, so you know, like somebody walking around in a chest harness is not a terrible thing. It's it's not an overtly sexual thing. They're not having sex in the street. Kink belongs at Pride. If it wasn't for people who had kinks, such as leather men or bondage men, then we wouldn't be here today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not the first person to complain about how shit and commercialize pride got.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, well, because, I mean, queer culture is a lot more visible now, and so with that visibility is there, are trying to water it down as much as possible and try to make it look like straight. Profitable.
2: Comedy. That is exactly it. It's profitable now. You can capitalize on it now because people are interested. RuPaul's Drug Race, it got people into to queer culture, even though yeah. RuPaul's Drug Race is, is basically a straight machine now for the straight people who are doing straight things.
1: <laughs> yeah That's what I've always said Because we have Obviously the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras here I know a lot of gay people That do go to it But I feel like It's almost More for straight people At this point Like it's,
2: We're basically like a zoo That
1: they want to come and watch
2: Yeah Yeah No that, that's exactly it And we're not a zoo We're human beings Exactly
1: I mean For the people that go to it Like the gay people I know That go to it And have a fun time Absolutely more power to them i For the record I've, I'm have i 30 years old And I've never been to Mardi Gras I would like to mean Go to one of the events This year Because the Eagle Leather bar That happens every few months They're doing a bunch Of Mardi Gras events So I would like to go to that Because I had a fucking great time Last time I went To one of their bars
2: Go for it Go for it
1: Yeah But I've never actually Been to a Mardi Gras At this point
2: well, you should do one because how are you supposed to know what you can complain about if you don't experience that?
1: Oh, yeah, no, look, I'm just
2: going by what
1: I do know. And from what I've seen, it's just never really interested me. Yeah. No. It, it It's
0: funny how, I don't know, like, I I, I mean, jokes like this with uh, some other Kingster friends have come up of like how, I don't know, of how different we are from like other like, quote unquote, mainstream gays and like going to like gay events and things like that. Like, like, I remember when I went to, like, right when I moved to Chicago, um, they were having market days on that weekend which is it's kind of like Vans Warped Tour meets Pride like it's like kind of like a weird mix it's also like a state fair kind of you know Midwestern thing, element to it and like and I just went like I didn't know anybody and you know I was brand new to the city but I was like okay I'll go whatever it's a few blocks from where I live and and yeah it's like and I went and I don't know it's weird how it's like I just felt like a lost like I don't know like like, like a group of gays brought like I don't know like a straight couple and like the the boyfriend of that couple was just lost or something like that like I just felt like so like out of place like around all of these like quote unquote like mainstream gays and yeah it's like it's it's funny because there are like you know there are things in gay culture that I like but it's also like ugh like I don't I don't, I don't feel like I'm a part of this like is it less mainstream and more stereotypical gays yeah yeah well and then people even sold it to me as a quote unquote kinky event and I was like there's nothing kinky about this like there was there was a dance floor
2: with a bunch of guys in harnesses but that that was about it oh settle down lol lol the harness leather gays oh but there's nothing wrong with with wearing a harness you know everyone everyone expresses fetishes and kinks their own ways you know like some guys just like handcuffs and doorlight rope and that's that's fine you know it because nobody has a, a a definition of a kink it's you've got to express it your own way, yeah.
1: Yeah, look, if I go to an event next time, I'll probably wear a harness. But
2: the harness and that jacket would be a great combination. I know maybe a white shirt.
1: I tried the harness of the jacket,
2: it didn't look great. Under wear the harness under a white shirt and then just like have it open, okay? Yeah, that could work. It could work and it will work.
1: I was gonna work the harness, wear the harness and tight jeans, similar to what you said. I fit into a size that I used to wear before branded, and then I got fat. Well Thanks, but. <laughs> They're really tight And my stomach's still a lot bigger than I would like it to be So I put it on and had the fucking harness on I was looking at it mirror, I'm like, I can't Go like this. I look like a fucking muffin.
2: <laughs> Everyone knows the most delicious part of the muffin is the top. <laughs>
1: yeah, I went, I wore my leather jacket instead. Hopefully next next
2: time I can lose a little bit more weight
1: and get a bit more comfortable.
2: No, that's awesome. Yeah, good for you. Good for you with the goals. I like that. I'm sure you'll look dashing. I'm sure we'll see you all looking dashing. We'll all see you looking dashing. We'll see. Okay, so uh, what is your favorite piece of gear? My favorite piece of gear. My favorite piece of gear. Oh, that's a big question. They're, they're like children to me. So I have like my black long sleeve leather shirt, which is custom made thanks to Claw Leather. I have my blue, grey, and blue, grey, and red shirts by Mister Regilio, and uh, I, uh, and then you know there's the trousers and the boots and the jacket. Actually, I'd probably say my biker jacket. I think that's my favorite <laughs> because it's versatile wear it out it's great for a winter jacket it looks hot as fuck. uh it feels hot as, fuck as well and you know <laughs> fucking hell. yeah so i would say my biker jacket which is from i can't remember where it's from oh skin tan skin tan my skin tan um uh biker jacket <laughs> <laughs> okay hot jacket
0: yeah i think i know yeah it, it, it's the one with, with red on it right Re- or is it just all black
2: no it's all black it's you know uh i don't know if you see my stories or stuff on a monday it's what i usually wear to the office oh yeah okay. that, that jacket
0: yeah <clears throat> I mean, yeah, since I, yeah, since I'm not particularly into leather, like, all the leather things I have are, like, stuff like that, like, that I could just wear to whatever, and I, that, and I just like, like, the motorcycle jacket kind of style, so,
2: yeah, It is. I, I think I remember you making a vest as well at some point, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, well, that was denim, but, yeah, it's, like, it was made in the motorcycle jacket style, um, yeah. I remember it. It's quite good. It's very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You still have it? Uh, yeah, I do. It's it's packed of I don't know. I haven't worn it, and like basically since I made it. But yeah,
2: <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, you need to get it out and and show us what it's all about. You need to get tied up in it at some point. Oh, okay. I'm like I haven't thought of that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to get a whole look based around that denim uh, vest. I I need to see it. So your next one of your sessions, one of your next sessions, you have to get tied up in it.
1: Okay. Are you supposed to be begging him for it, Benny?
2: (laughs) I don't know, Nate. Should I be begging?
1: I I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm so
0: so easy. I was already agreeing to it.
2: (laughs) All right. Doesn't take much for you, does it? (laughs) All it takes is a few sock gag uh, pictures, and you're anybody's.
0: (laughs) I have a more, um, I guess, I don't know, like, quote unquote, traditional kind of like 80s style um, motorcycle jacket. I, uh, I have it covered in patches. Um, That was a look I was going with.
2: That's hot.
0: But yeah, um, I've worn it in drag a few times, but... Yeah, I'm like I don't know. I'm like I, don't, I feel like that would be a specific kind of look, like that I would have to do to pull that off. But
2: yeah. Oh, uh, you are the master of Luke's, so I think you can pull it off. <laughs> of loops. Of Luke's, darling. Of Luke's.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I thought he was saying loops as well. Like black
0: yeah, yeah, like 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 tying knots, but
2: okay.
1: <laughs> and then I realised he's saying Luke's, Okay. Luke's. You're also the master of Luke's. AKA storage uh, gib. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay,
0: it's funny that you said that, because at that, okay, I was hearing Luke's, like, I, I thought that's what it was, and it's like, okay, I guess, that's okay, but, yeah. I'm... Oh, okay, now... are you
2: his master?
0: <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, th- yeah, th- thank you for, yeah, for the compliment on um, the looks. Like, I,
2: I was thinking you are saying Luke's. <laughs> wow, well, maybe I was as well. Maybe that is a Freudian slip in your mouth, so... <laughs>
1: Okay, Benny, what made you realise that you're into bondage slash kick? So if you have mo- if you have multiple kicky awakenings, like one for leather, one for bondage, let's hear them.
2: Oh, hold on. Let me have a think. Have a- okay, so I think because I can remember the suits thing came from men at play when I was just looking at to- porn on the internet one day, and I was like, fucking hell, there are men in suits having sex? That sounds perfect. So I started looking at the website, came into a whole spot, I think I was maybe... 14 15 um so that was when i got into suits in leather mm, i think it was when my we were in tesco which is a uk supermarket now please don't judge me for this because i was very young at the time but um i picked up this leather jacket and it was fake leather obviously it wasn't going to be for the price it was it wasn't real um and i tried that on and i was like yep yeah, this is the thing this is the thing <laughs> um bondage Hmm. I just always remember being into bondage, like just the restraints and control. Like when I was probably about sixteen, I had these handcuffs that I uh, I found at the park. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, considering it was a small village I grew up in, why there were handcuffs in the park, I do not know. But I fucking nicked them. Um, But the thing with them was I was able to. It was slightly bent, so I was able to get myself out of them, put myself in, and get myself out. So that's that's one of the things I used to do Um, when I was probably about sixteen. Possibly in the comfort of my own home, of course. You didn't do it at the park.
1: <laughs>
2: no, the, bu- the 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 were at the park. I get, and I just don't know why there would be handcuffs in a in a park like that, but there were, and I fucking dug them.
1: Maybe somebody knew you'd find them and they left it there for you.
2: Uh, possibly specifically for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I, I didn't look the way I did I do now. Sorry, uh, I was a I was a very ugly child, so um I don't think anybody was leaving handcuffs for me.
1: I've seen photos of you. As a teen, you were not ugly.
2: Yeah, I mean, was it that picture at the front? Like that is fucking revolting. No, it wasn't. I look like I look I look so depressed. I'm I look like I've just given birth five years ago and I'm still got postpartum depression. You were a gay teenager,
1: (laughs) of course you were depressed. Yeah.
2: I mean, I still am today, baby. Nothing's changed.
1: Depressed or a gay teenager?
2: <laughs> bit of both, bit of column, a, bit of column B. Yeah.
1: I mean I'm not a gay teenager, but I am the other one. Who
2: is it? <laughs> I am severely depressed. Yeah. God, I love our depression. I think that's I think that's a kink. Kink is my depression. Depression is my kink. Oh.
1: That's very conflicting. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you'd want to have depression, but then if you're de- if you're enjoying your depression, is it really depression?
2: Oh, this this could be a whole other episode, of this. I mean that's a topic of conversation that could last for years.
1: Oh yeah. Mm, yeah! Welcome to the therapy guys.
2: <laughs> the therapy guys. <gaze. laughs> we're the therapy guys. We're here to fax y'all. I'm Dr. Sammy. Dr. Sammy and Dr. Knight, and we're here to fax y'all.
0: Okay. See, and then we're, and then we're gonna start a talk show, like a fake doctor talk show, where everyone thinks that we're doctors. So, like most doctor talk shows, then. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's gonna That's gonna be a big break I'm gonna write that down
2: <laughs> It's a great idea I, I see it really going places
1: I've often thought I should have become A fucking therapist Because like when I was A manager in my fast food restaurant Like everyone would come to me With their fucking problems But not like Work related problems Like I had one friggin employee In the fucking bathroom Crying Because ex- she worked With her ex-boyfriend And he looked at her funny And uh, just I find a lot of people Like to vent to me. I mean, I've been I've kind of become a miserable kind of events to other people, and then I feel like a goat when they don't respond. Not talking about anybody you know though. But yeah, I've often thought, wow, like I should do this shit for a living. And even oh, I was thinking something the other day. I'm thinking, well, I've maybe could have been good at that if I'd applied myself and like studied it. I think it's a bit late for that now. Yeah.
2: How is it too late? Oh, yeah, 30. 30. I see. At what point is it too late to get into therapy?
1: It's not that it's too late; it's that I don't know. I would. It's not something I'm like hundred percent. Yeah, I want to do that. Plus, I've just got my diploma of accounting. Like, yeah, I should try one thing before I jump
0: to another. Yeah, like the amount of work it would take to become a therapist and all that. Like, you don't know if you want to commit to all of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, Sammy, it's it's never too late. You've still got time. It's never too late. It can still be yours. It's never too late to change your mind.
1: Okay, so I will be the therapist, and you'll be like the televangelist.
2: Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do a role play here? I mean, let's do a little bit of role play. Role Uh play. I'm saying. Um,
0: Yeah, it's like well, with the story of of Ben finding handcuffs. I mean, that just like makes me think with a lot of of kinksters i find like we tend to be people who just fucking find shit or maybe steal things or something like that like you know like if you have like a clothing fetish like a, a fetish for clothing you might you know okay i like a particular yeah. kind of shirt you i don't know come across like a, you know a shirt like that like um i know when i was in college my, my um i stayed at my ex's apartment a lot and a lot it was student housing so people just filter in and out all the time and we were just rummaging through a closet of like past like people who've been there and i found a couple shirts that they were my size and they seemed like okay quality and i was like okay i'll just take these like i mean like you know yeah it's like like shit like that and i mean i hear from other people with different kinds of fetishes they kind of do that, like, with, you know, with whatever fetish items they like or something of, like, they, I don't know, they, like, you know, they would want to steal them or just, I don't know, have some kind of, like, access like that to them just because it's like, okay, this is something I like, and, yeah. So
1: kleptomania is a bit of a fetish, too, then. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, that's a fair point.
1: I feel like, okay, finding haircuts at the park or finding clothes you like in, like, some communal fucking college area that's clearly been dumped yeah. there. That's okay. Yeah, but if you went like we're in your I don't know ex's apartment and you saw oh he has I like the roll of duct tape he has so I like that shirt I'm gonna take it us. That that's crossing a line
0: but yeah it's like well because I just feel like because with fetishism comes obsession and with obsession is you just like little things like that like I mean like I've talked about with my ex who was a nurse like taking his like he would always bring home medical tape and just leave it there and so I'd always take it and use it on myself and you know like things kind of like that <laughs> not necessarily stealing that but it's just like okay well I like this item more than you do so I'm so I'm going to take it and cherish it and use it
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome but I get it. I get it. Because it's just medical tape and it? it's not like it's, uh, it's money. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a cash pig.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, like, if he's gonna just bring shit home and leave it lying around, then that's fair game.
0: And, yeah, and it's like, he doesn't give a shit about it. It's like, he's not gonna miss it or yeah. look for it or anything. And, yeah, so it's like, okay, well, I love this, so I'm gonna
1: take it. Like... Yeah, no, that's not stealing. That's just using abandoned goods. That's
2: rehoming. <laughs> Rehoming is a much better word for it. That's I agree with that. Rehoming. I've nicked ties before, <laughs> like for example, if um, I'm not like stolen it from people, uh, just usually when they're left behind on like nights out and stuff.
1: Look, they're probably going to go straight
2: in the bin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, the barman's just going to put it in the bin. But yeah, even if it's ugly, like I hate it. Like I have a rainbow tie that I stole from a friend's wedding uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> I fucking hate it, but it's so full of cum because it's somebody else's. <laughs> Yeah. And it's full of cum because it's somebody else's time and it's ghastly. Wow
0: like the tie collection that i have like a lot of those ties actually came from that ex because he had you know he was a nurse so he never really needed to dress up he always wore scrubs he had a bunch of ties because he used to work at macy's you know when he was younger and he didn't give a shit about them like you could tell he didn't care about them they were in bad condition anyways and all of that
1: so i that was another thing of okay i'm gonna give these a happy home yeah you could almost say we're doing our part for the environment we're being green recycling (laughs) you were saving that From going to the Well okay It's going to go In the trash anyway But you were using that Instead of duct tape Saving the duct tape From the trash My husband's walking past Getting breakfast And he just looked at me Like I was the biggest Fucking idiot For saying that
2: (laughs) (laughs) A wonderful marriage Truly wonderful
1: This has become A little bit of a staple It was a viewer question Asked by Brody The lovely Brody 7571 And now it has become A semi-permanent question Do you prefer donuts Or bagels?
2: Oh no, oh don't make me choose. How do I choose? Do you know what donuts, I've got a sweet tooth and I love Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts and what's the other one? Dunkin' Donut. I think that's the one I'm on about. Cinnabon, Cinnabon. Mm. Yes, I love food. Okay,
1: so you have Dunkin' Donuts and Cinnabon in the UK?
2: We do now, we do now in Manchester in Deansgate. We now have Dunkin' Donuts and we have Krispy Kreme and we have Cinnabon. Thanks to the wonderful people of Manchester. Uh,
0: So, what's your favourite kind of donut?
2: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I do know. My favourite donut is ones with custard in them. Oh, I love custard. Do you know what? As much as I love bondage, I love custard. I like, I love custard. I love custard. I am a custard man. I love all kinds of custard. I don't like it on me, but I like it in me.
1: Just throwing it out there, I make a fucking mean custard tart. Ooh. Do you? Well, I you do. are already
2: a tart, so only at the custard, it's perfect.
1: Yes, of course. I'm a tart, so I must be good at making tarts.
2: <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, and that is, that is logic for me. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. That is perfect. That is exactly what you are. You <laughs> tad. Same question to you both. Or has your opinion changed since the last episode?
1: No, it's still donuts. Bagels aren't really thing here.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm like right. it's funny because I actually made myself a pizza bagel earlier mm-hmm. yeah because someone I've been hanging out with he, he really likes bagels so uh, yeah we had stuff to make our own pizza bagels um, together but no I'm still donuts like all the way and yeah I recently had um like I live like around the corner from a coffee shop that they make their own donuts and their donuts are fucking amazing and I recently had their chocolate cake donut and yeah like it, it was like so fucking good like it, it was like it was dark chocolate with salted, uh, well, with like sea salt on it. And yeah, like anything dark chocolate with sea salt is just amazing
1: for me. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, maybe one day we'll get Dunkin' Donuts and Cinnabon here in Australia. That'd be nice.
2: Maybe, or if you ever visit the UK, let me know and I'll take you to Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. We'll have a Dunkin' Donuts event. Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, Cinnabon, Tim Hortons, and, uh, and Archies.
1: Okay, but there'll be no bondage that day. That'll be a food day.
2: Yeah, I would have to be, yeah. <laughs> food days and then bondage
0: days. Like they're they're both equally good, but yeah.
2: Or bondage before food. Yeah. Wanna have it both ways. That is actually a good point. Exactly. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I know things.
0: <laughs> my mama didn't raise us, i a fool. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> she, she raised a fool but i'm not stupid <laughs> i use that line
1: all the time but obviously as you know i'm no contact with my fingers so my joke is mama didn't raise no fool bet she regrets that now
2: oh,
1: <laughs> the,
0: tea. the plot thickens um okay so this week's uh viewer question is from uh, uh cody's stuff so Cody's stuff. Uh, do you have any experience in bondage or fetish workshops or club nights
2: well, yes, I do. I have a lot of experience in that. Uh, going to, as we've mentioned previously, Manxbound, Bound, Manchester Leather Social, things like Alert. Um, Alert is a club night in Manchester that does pretty much everything. So leather, rubber, lots of other things as well. Uh, and it's a club night, people dance and gear and stuff, which is quite hot. Um, and... Oh, so there's this thing called Scrum. So we um, go to Scrum for years, and that's rugby kit or sports gear. Um, and you have to wear sports gear to get in. So it is a fetish night. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, all these guys in rugby gear. Barely any of them play rugby. I don't play rugby, but I have a rugby kit <laughs> specifically for this club night. I've been going to it for years. Um, It's called the Big Scrum. Have we seen
1: this on
2: Instagram? Your rugby kit? Oh god, you'd have to scroll back quite quite a while. Um, Mm. The thing is, I need to buy a new rugby kit because it's you know I've like stained it using um, I I think it was in the wash Uh, because it's white. Anyway, um, so yeah so I, I throughout my god remember my first scrum night was like 2013 I think so you're talking like eight years of sort of exploring this sort of fetish life Um, so yeah I have been to many many clubs um, and nights in Manchester and once in London yes once in London but um, well, I hope to go to many many more I'd love to uh, travel and see more um, go to all sorts of oh I don't know if you'd call Sitges a fetish event no you wouldn't call as a fetish event not just for bears Bear things with bare people in bare places darling <laughs> but um the thing is is that um they're inclusive you know the events they're they're fun everyone's friendly because everyone's on the same board um and that is the, the cornerstone of a good event, is friendly people who will not turn you away because you don't have a certain kind of gear, not turn you away because, you know, you're, you're brand new. They will welcome you to the open air because everyone's been in that position before, particularly the Manchester Leathermen. You know, I've, I've been, before, before I properly got into leather, I've been to a few sessions, not sessions, a few nights, and very welcoming atmosphere. Nobody, like, turned their nose up at you, because it wasn't proper leather. It was like a, a white shirt with a leather vest. And just jeans because it was like summertime. It's fucking boiling. But um, yeah. still very welcoming, very nice. It's such a lovely group of people. I love spending time with them, getting to know people, enjoying each other in gear. And it's not something people have sex, you just have drinks and then go out dancing afterwards. Um, yeah. I think the next one is COVID providing, you know, COVID allowing, sorry, should I say. Um, the next one is 2nd of January no, or the 1st. Either one. So that'd be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's
0: awesome. And then, yeah. And then um, another part of the question was um so i guess like have you done any like sort of workshops or something i mean yeah i'm like i can't say i have
2: no 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 i wouldn't host it i'd love to host a workshop though i have have a lot to to teach and learn and i love being a teacher so i would love to host a workshop on something (laughs) maybe when i'm better at rope work i can uh, host a rope workshop practice makes perfect you know we've got to practice we've got to practice hard we've got to practice right in the kisser yeah no I've, I've, I've got a lot of experience in the in the in this world in in fetish world yes I, I, some of the best friends i've ever met uh through that
1: that's awesome And I love
2: that you bring up the inclusiveness of it. Inclusion makes us stronger. Um, There is a whole thing at the minute about gender Um, and I do not believe in excluding people based on their gender. So for example, in the Manchester Leathermen, I know it's called the Manchester Leathermen, but there was a a cis woman who'd come and just head to toe and eventually, fucking gorgeous and nobody batted an eyelid. Good. Nobody looked at it as to say, what the hell are you doing here? Because we teach inclusiveness and, you know, it may be the Manchester Leathermen, and maybe someday that'll change, but I fully believe that we have to be inclusive otherwise we're going to stagnate and everything's just gonna get boring and everything like it so yeah inclusion yeah 100
1: percent love that
2: I feel like the whole the whole point of why we
0: do most of the things that we do is for the purpose of inclusion of because we're all excluded from people who aren't kinky or you know people who don't understand us people who are homophobic etc cetera, etc cetera. so I mean yeah it's like so to just start putting all these barriers up of okay no we're only looking for like these specific Specific kinds of people, then it's like, okay, well, fuck you.
2: Like, yeah, there's so many people who want to get into these things, but they don't feel like they can because they don't fit the, you know, the the cis gay mold. But no, I say no to that, and I say uh, you can be whatever you want to be. You could be wherever you want to be. You are welcome. You are loved. You are safe. And that is the main thing. That is my Oprah moment. I think I feel like that's my Oprah moment.
1: A little bit, but that's okay. It's good. So, so,
0: so many Oprah. We're gonna make a compilation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just call it the Oprah episode. Oh my God. We don't want to get sued. The Gail episode. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Gail's not going to sue. Gail's just happy to be mentioned. God, you just need to leave these people alone. Gail, Danny, what did they ever do to you? I can't help it. I am a horrible person. I've never said that I was a nice person. I'm horrible. I'm a right <laughs>
1: bastard, I tell you. No, you're not.
2: I have never, ever said, I've never said that I'm a nice person. I fully maintain that I am a bastard through
1: through. You are being horrible to those people. You are not horrible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Again, you don't know me that well. (laughs) Eventually you will learn.
1: Whose <laughs> fault's that? You had to be just living in a different country, didn't you? You're, okay, there you go. You're horrible for living in a different country me.
2: Does that make you happy? Yeah, that does that does make me happy, thank you. That's good for my ego. But that makes you a horrible person as well then, so you know. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. Good, good, good. And that makes Nate an even even more horrible person because he lives in another continent.
1: No, I leave Nate alone. He's just sitting here trying to be everyone's friend. <laughs>
2: Here too, guys.
0: Quiet, you. I'm like I'm I, I'm American. I feel like that just automatically
1: makes me horrible. I mean, some Americans, but for the most part, like you're too pure for the rest of us, fucking assholes.
2: <laughs> too pure, too sweet, too pure. Aww.
1: So, do you have any questions you would like to ask us?
2: So, what's one thing you would like everybody to know, but they've never asked it? Ooh. So, what's one thing that your audience will not know about you? Yeah, even though it's—I not it's been quite a few episodes. Um, what's one thing that they don't know about you? I don't know, because
1: I'm such a fucking open book.
2: Me too. But what's your deepest, darkest secret?
1: <laughs> oh, well, that's a fucking kid of worms.
2: Deepest, darkest secret.
1: Well, it's definitely not cake related, but I did consider... At one point, I was going to run a blog on home economics because when I was about 22, 23, I was working fast food restaurant. And I just, I, was, I didn't want to have to work extra, but obviously I wanted to buy a house and get money saved. But I was like, I can't pick up extra shifts. Like I'm going to neck myself for this job as it is. So I just worked out how to friggin' cook everything from scratch, live on a shoestring budget basically.
2: So yeah,
1: I'm very financially savvy, I guess. I haven't got money by any means.
2: That's very cool. And you're you're an own home economica. Hold on, you're an own economica. Home economica? What's the word? I don't know if there is a word for it. (laughs) Home economica. Trans monster. That's not even a word. A trans monster. Okay. What about you, Nate? Tell us a, a fact that the world won't know about you.
0: I don't know. I mean, one thing that kind of came up that well, one thing that like people always find surprising about me, you know, since I uh, do a lot of writing and stuff like that. Um, something that people always find surprising um, is I don't know the the fact that like I didn't really come from like a family of like education or anything like that, and I didn't even really plan on going to college like you know when I graduated high school just because it just didn't seem like a thing it didn't seem realistic it didn't seem like something like that and I don't know because I always notice that like I guess there's a certain way that I might carry myself on online that people feel like I don't know that I might be I don't know like a little hoity-toity a little I don't know something kind of like that of like of I I don't know like people feel like they need to be very formal with me I mean I would also get that from students when I was a teacher I don't know there's like some something kind of like about that and so whenever i bring up that it's like well yeah it's like i mean it was like college is kind of just like a last minute sort of like oh why not kind of thing for me it wasn't anything like that i didn't give a shit about school when i was growing up and i don't know i'm like that's i mean not necessarily a secret it's just something that's sort of i don't know something that i just sort of realized um from like a recent
1: conversation i had with someone i mean i have know you pretty well now but yeah. even early days i wouldn't have got a hoity-toity impression <laughs> from you educated 100 but not Obnoxious education?
2: No, ah, not preppy. Not preppy or twatty.
1: No. <laughs> well, Benny, I'm going to turn your question back on you. Is there anything that you would like
2: to share? I don't know. It depends how people know me. I like to keep a a an air of mystery. Who is this person who's clearly obsessed with women in music uh, to a fault? Um But um, oh, I can tell people know that I like films and I like Lego. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What would people, I don't think anybody would really care, to be honest with you.
1: You're the one who it well, he thought of it for us. He wasn't expecting us to turn it back on him. Yeah,
2: because your audience have carried on through the journey. Yeah? And they're like, well, you know, they feel like friends now. So they want to know a little bit more about you so that your audience can, can connect with you on a deeper level. Yeah, but you've been with us for a while now. So they're going to want to care about you too. Yeah, but they, no, nobody will have heard of me before. They're like, who is the, who, who is this Ben X-y? Oh, piss off. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. One of the people... <laughs> People say it's Ben Axey. It ain't fucking Ben Axie. It's Ben 13. And it's Ben 13 because of Red 13 from Final Fantasy 7. And like people, like, oh, I have I've got recognized uh, not too long ago. And people were like, oh my God, it's Ben X-y. And I was like, I'm not Ben Axiom, it's Ben 13. Mm-hmm. Do you not play Final Fantasy? Have you no culture, sir?
1: I don't play Final Fantasy. I didn't know who Red 13 was, but I saw that and I was like, I think that's Ben 13. I was actually going to ask you about that, but then I forgot.
2: <laughs> well, I've, I've just answered your question for you there. So that is the that is interesting factoid. I would love everybody to know about me.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's cool You're actually the second guest We've gone into In depth About why they have The username they have Yeah The first one being Isaiah Who unfortunately Isn't on Instagram anymore But he was Gagged boy Without the vowels
2: Oh Yeah That's cool Shame Shame when people get deleted Instagram if you are listening Stop deleting shit And Stop letting Nazis Pour shit And start letting us Be ourselves We ain't hurting nobody Nazis are hurting people
1: I can't say I've seen Any Nazi shit Thankfully
2: Because you don't search for it But there is some stuff That was there's there's Nazi stuff on Twitter and Instagram. There is, trust me. It's it's there.
1: Is it stuff that people just aren't reporting or is Instagram allowing it?
2: Well it'd be all behind lots of accounts and stuff because they know they shouldn't be posting Nazi stuff because Nazism is inherently wrong.
1: Fuck no nice.
2: as is most forms of fascism. However, I digress. Let us post that shit and stop fucking letting Nazis post that. Shit. Yeah. I think that's fair.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's the thing I don't get. And particularly for everyone who has a private account. As long as there's no fucking dicks out. Yeah. Just lighten the fuck up.
2: Yeah. Mm, preach it. Preach it, sister. <laughs>
1: and for those who do have public accounts, like, I feel like there should be a policy you need to make your account p- private. Like, rather than delete people, force them to go private. Yeah. Mm. Why would that be so hard? Like, Oh, maybe speaking out of a little bit of bitterness because I had a public account that got deleted.
2: Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This is how people, it helps people make money. You know, sex workers need to um, promote themselves, don't they? So, you know, it's taking money away from people who are just trying to earn a living.
1: Yeah, but they don't care about that. They care about their influences, but
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. not about the little guys. But when what's-her-name is flashing her tits and only fans once and gets, like, $100,000, all of a sudden that's fine. Mm. (laughs) But, yeah, okay. Would you rather be tied up by Tom Hardy or tie up Tom Hardy?
0: Um, I guess I tie him up. (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, I think I'd want him to tie me up. Interesting, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why not both? That was also an option. (laughs) So, if I was to say one message that could be carried on into the world, then this, this, this would be the message. So... I wasn't always the way I am now. I wasn't always confident. I wasn't always um, comfortable with myself and the things that I liked. And it took a a lot of self-work to get to the point where I am today, where I can walk down the street in head to toe leather from my house all the way to Canal Street. I'm not that an eyelid. It took a long time to get to that point. But I got there because I just stopped giving a shit. Who gives a shit? You know, are you hurting anybody now? You know, are you doing it in a safe way where you're not going to get hurt? Or you're in a, an environment where you can do it safely? Yeah then why why aren't you doing it life is so short life is far too short my friend rob may he rest in peace um lived life 100 miles per hour because he could and he, he wanted to he did all the things that he wanted to regardless of the consequences and that is a, a lesson that he's taught me and that's a lesson i want to teach you all live your life because you've only got one don't spend it pretending that you're happy when you could do things that really make you happy so my advice to you live your fucking life because you've only got one Good advice. fast yeah
0: um yeah so that was our episode uh with ben so uh once again we'd like to thank ben for joining us
2: thank you so much for having us. <laughs>
0: all right so uh, until next time um i'm nat and i'm Sammy. and i'm ben <laughs> and i'm ben all right have a good night guys